this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. What would you say if we said there were too many good shows to watch tonight? I say that's preposterous. Okay, geez. Your stance is bullshit. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Thursday, February 22nd. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Parvati Shallow recently completed her time on season two of Peacock's The Traitors, where she was finally unmasked and banished as a traitor. She had a good run, poisoning one contestant, murdering some others, and even extinguishing a feud with another Survivor legend. But now that her stretch in the Scottish Highlands is over, would Parvati consider returning to the far more tropical climate that originally put her on the map? Would the woman, considered one of the best to ever play the game, come back for a fifth appearance on Survivor? Well, even though host and showrunner Jeff Probst recently revealed to EW that it will be all new players through season 48, it is generally assumed there will be some sort of returning player element for the landmark season 50, which would air in 2025. So would Parvati, who also appeared on the landmark seasons 20 and 40, consider returning for the half-century season? She tells EW, quote, Oh God, no, I don't want to do Survivor anymore. Fair enough. If not Survivor, Shallow says perhaps she'd consider, quote, something that would be more of performance-based, maybe a physical kind of challenge, like Dancing with the Stars. And the 13 teams racing across the globe in the hopes of winning $1 million on season 36 of The Amazing Race have been revealed and include twins, a pair of Air Force pilots, a duo of firefighter moms, and a former first-round NFL draft pick racing with his wife. Now, this season, which premieres March 13th on CBS and once again features no non-elimination legs, begins in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, as teams will have to participate in a Mexican rodeo and must, according to the network, lasso their way to the finish line without coming in last. The course will also wind its way through two new countries for the show, as players will swim through waterfalls in the Dominican Republic while also visiting Rihanna's childhood home in Barbados. Contestants include Rod Gardner, who played six seasons in the NFL after being selected 15th overall in the 2001 draft by Washington. He will be joined by wife Letitia in his quest for more competition glory. You can meet all of them at EW.com, which is where you can get more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more. The summer of love ended in an autumn of heartbreak when Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard broke up only weeks before they were supposed to say I do in our number three pick, the season premiere of Summer House. What do you want from me? I want you to trust me. I want you to be happy. I'm not happy and I don't think you're happy. You need that in the relationship. You need to have the power over the other I person. I don't need the power. Yes, you do. 
you're really gifted at playing victim. Well, there's no more point to this conversation. You've made the decision clear. I thought she would react a little differently. Dad, he told me he wants to call off the wedding and break up. She's going to spin this and then tell everybody she's blindsided. I feel very blindsided. I'll be the bad guy. That's fine. But she's blind to the things that have gone on the last year. The summer house wedding of the year goes belly up after the summer sun sets, but the Hamptons loving friends return with the same hilarious hijinks, lavish themed parties, and of course, drama this season. Careful, Todd. In addition to Carl and Lindsay, Kyle Cook and wife Amanda Batula return, along with Paige DeSorb, Sierra Miller, Gabby Prescott, and Danielle Oliveira. The new faces in the house are Jess Solomon and West Wilson, who are both single and ready to mingle. Definitely vibing with Sierra. I think it'd be really fun if you guys hit it off. I keep thinking that we did already. Jesse Solomon? Am I supposed to only hit on the single girls? You can fit like a full 12-ounce beer in this thing. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. No, that must have been for fun in college. You. Good for me. Wow. Yeah, I hope. Do you want to rethink how hard you were hitting on her the I first couple of weekends? While the newbies navigate the dating waters in the house, Amanda explores if she's lost her identity being married to Kyle. Plus, after the explosive fallout between Danielle and Lindsay, can these former besties make it work this year after they were at one another's throats last summer? And while Danielle and Lindsay try to pick up the pieces of their shattered friendship, cameras capture how Carl and Lindsay's relationship seems to unravel. Who knows what's going to happen next summer? I might be pregnant. So I feel like this is the perfect summer to just really, like, enjoy ourselves. She's like, you're fighting with me. She then goes into, what are you on? What are you on? Accuse me of doing drugs. That's the person I'm supposed to marry? You won't compromise on anything. She's a terrorist. Oh, run this house down. Amanda. No, I'm so mad. I told you. I've been a minister all my career, and I've married tons of people. I, I wouldn't marry you and Lindsay. Well, summer is supposed to be fun, but this summer's going to be explosive. Tune into Bravo's Summer House Season 8 premiere tonight at 9, or you can catch it tomorrow on Peacock. Number two. Law and Order has been on the air for nearly 500 episodes, and no one has defined the show and appeared in more of them than Sam Waterston. In fact, only S. Epatha Merkerson comes within 131 episodes of Waterston. However, all good things must come to an end, and tonight, Waterston says goodbye to Law and Order. Waterston's Jack McCoy will return to the courtroom in an episode fittingly titled Last Dance. Here is a sneak peek of McCoy addressing the media after he announces that he will try tonight's case himself. I have tremendous confidence in the district attorney. Jack? Mr. McCoy, you're up for re-election this year. What do you say to the accusation that you charge Kelton with murder because he's the number one supporter of your opponent? I say that's preposterous. Politics play absolutely no role in this office. Like anybody else, Mr. Kelton is innocent until proven guilty, and this case will be tried in a courtroom, not at a press conference. 
I invite the media to watch. Thank you all for coming. Well, Waterston joined the show all the way back in season four, which aired in 1994. In addition to more than 400 episodes on Law & Order, he's also played Jack McCoy on Law & Order SVU, Law & Order, Trial by Jury, Homicide, Life on the Street, and the 1998 Law & Order movie, Exiled. The character is undoubtedly a massive part of the actor's legacy. However, that long and fruitful run on Law & Order ends tonight at 8 on NBC and streaming tomorrow on Peacock. It's trivia time. Sam Waterston's illustrious career stretches far beyond the world of Law & Order. He has played multiple presidents, was nominated for an Oscar for The Killing Fields, and has been nominated for eight Emmys, only three of which were for Law & Order. But if you go back a few decades, Waterston once played a real-life character whose life story was told again in an Oscar-nominated film last year. Did he play Robert Oppenheimer? Ken from Barbie or Leonard Bernstein? Stick around for the answer, as well as today's number one pick, What to Watch. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Garrett Delahunt, who you will know from shows including Deadwood and Fear the Walking Dead, stars alongside Orlando Bloom and Andy McDowell in the new Appalachian set action thriller film Red Right Hand. In it, Bloom's cash is taking care of his recently orphaned niece when a local kingpin named Big Cat, played by McDowell, forces him back into her services. But when he's not busy on movie and TV sets, we wondered, Garrett Dillahunt, what you watching? I just watched this movie, Zone of Interest. It seems like it's going to be kind of a downer because, you know, it is about the Holocaust, but it's from the perspective of this Nazi family. And you sort of, they slowly drop clues throughout the entire film about what we're seeing, and you suddenly start to realize what's happening in this weird twisted kind of normalcy that this family's living under right in the shadow of, of uh, one of the concentration camps. But it's really moving. It's incredible filmmaking and acting. It's really nice to see so many more films coming out that kind of have a why, you know, and that there is an audience for them. It's very encouraging to me. So that's what I'm watching. It is a great pick. The Oscar-nominated The Zone of Interest is not streaming just yet, but you will be able to catch Dillahunt's Red Right Hand when it arrives in theaters and on demand tomorrow. At long last, the Avatar has risen. 
for years, Netflix has been working on a live-action adaptation of Nickelodeon's mega-hit animated series, Avatar The Last Airbender. And now that it has finally arrived, and our number one pick no less, there's a lot of expectation. With the original's creators departing the project early on over unresolvable creative differences, fans are fearful over whether this new incarnation does the world justice. It now all comes to a head with Gordon Cormier debuting as live-action Aang, Kiowin Dio as Katara, Ian Ousley as Soka, and Dallas Liu as Prince Zuko. Here is the trailer. The Fire Nation is embarked on a dark path. And the world might never recover. The world needs the Avatar. It needs you, Aang. Our nation has destroyed everything in their path. If the world is going to have any chance, it's going to need Aang. Right. There goes the savior of the world. I chased down every hint of the Avatar. It's my destiny. Not someone who can stop the Fire Nation. I don't want the responsibility. You don't have to do this alone. You have me, Tara, and a flying ball of fur. What more do you need? <laughs> the world needs you. Remember what it is we're really fighting for. The ones we love. I'm the Avatar, and I'm gonna save the world. With my friends. Well, those friends get into some serious, sometimes dark situations. Here's what showrunner Albert Kim told EW about how the new series compares in terms of its tone and subject matter. I think that if you look at the course of the original Avatar series, it gets progressively darker and mature as the seasons go on, right? Even by the season three, there are things in there that you probably wouldn't have thought they'd go to based on what you saw in season one. You know, there are things that are creepy to this day, like bloodbending, you know, and and uh, those fi- the final you know battle between uh, Aang and Ozai. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there that's sort of along the lines of what you're talking about, um, where it's slightly more mature, it's slightly darker, it's a little more violent. Um, so yeah, that, that was in our heads a lot because, um, we had the luxury of being able to see the series as a whole, as opposed to like working on that show back when it aired, when they were finding their way as they went along. So we were able to, um, look at everything that Avatar did and represented and, you know, so that we felt like this was not, there was never a point when it didn't feel like Avatar. Well, that should be some good news to hardcore fans. Avatar The Last Airbender is streaming now on Netflix. Trivia. 
And finally, today, the answer to our trivia question. Decades ago, in a TV miniseries, Sam Waterston played a real-life character whose life was again explored in an Oscar-nominated 2023 film. Did he play Robert Oppenheimer, Ken from Barbie, or Leonard Bernstein? Well, he's not just a kin and probably would have made a great Bernstein, but the answer is Robert Oppenheimer. In 1980, Waterston played the scientist in the TV miniseries titled Oppenheimer. The role earned him a BAFTA nomination for Best Actor. And that, folks, is it for our show today. We'll have more news and musty picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Nick Romano, Gina Ragusa, and EW staff, edited by Sammy Junio, and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. One, two, watch.